Warning, the following podcast contains adult language and childish comedy. Listener discretion is advised. And now, please adjust your headphone volume to an unreasonable level and enjoy the most dynamic and electrifyingly entertaining podcast ever to conquer cyberspace. This is Amish Baby Machine. Hello, friends, and welcome to the most powerful podcast ever created, the Amish Baby Machine Pop Culture Podcast starring me, Dags. Today, we have a powerful show, and as always, Johnny Rage. Dags, come clean. You actually broadcast this in your mother's basement. Who are you kidding? I'm exposing you for what you are. Brad. Uh, how you doing, buddy? Welcome. It's all good in the hood. Yes, it is. Rubber ducky, you're the one. When I kiss you, you know what that is, Diggs? Is it Mr. Snuffleupagus? Uh, the reason I sing it, Diggs, is because I want to mention that 50 years ago today, on the beloved Sesame Street, Ernie sang for the first time, Rubber Ducky. And it's on the top 10 charts. And so today, here's a long-distance dedication with Ernie singing Rubber Ducky. What happens if you ask Siri how to get to Sesame Street? That's a great question. Let me see if you can hear this, if this works. Hey, Siri. Hey, Siri. Obviously, she's asleep. Welcome, Johnny Rage. Say hi to the fans. How does Siri be asleep? I don't get it. I don't get get your setup for your joke. What are you trying to say? No, no, just wake that bitch up. Come on, let's get it going here. Ask Siri. I want to know what she says. Command her. Tell her. Ask her. Do it. Get Siri up. Siri's sleeping. She's uh, plugged into the matrix here. There's too many tubes and wires. Okay. All right. Anyway, I thought that was uh, kind of a little touch of nostalgia. I think everybody in the world, in some way, shape, or form, has been touched by Sesame Street. Um, And uh, Ernie, of course, has been touched by Bert. (laughs) Uh, That's what the rumors said, anyway, about a year ago. But anyway, oh, how do I, do I do that? I take such a wonderful thing and just dirty it up. I, I apologize. I want to apologize to the flock for that. How you doing, Diggs? Powerful show today, Johnny Rage. You saw a movie. What movie did you see? Welcome to Fantasy Island. Do you remember it well? It was the, uh, I was CBS, I think. Now, don't check and go to Google. Oh, it was ABC. You're wrong, John. Who cares? Nobody gives a shit. It was on. We all loved it. That was back when I think it was like the love boat and stuff. The love boat. Did you watch love boat digs? I did. Did you, uh, any episodes stick out? Uh, I mean, I, I've always wondered how a doctor, uh, a cruise director and a bartender were always like the VIPs. If there shit ever hit the fan, it was always like them determining what they're going to do. I don't want a bartender tell me what we're going to do for, in case we hit an iceberg or something. Well, he had powerful skills, powerful, uh, they, each one of them, it was like special forces. It was like the Avengers. Each one of them had powerful they superpowers. Gehofa. Yes. They all, the purser, um, what was Gopher's special power? I mean, doc always thought he was like the ladies man too, didn't he? And, um, he did score on quite a few ladies. 
that was like the main reason for the whole program to see who got laid the most. But um, well, it was called the Love Boat. Oh, good point. Is that what they meant by that? Um. Anyway, Dags, uh, I bring up Love Boat because it, it uh, dovetailed right into Fantasy Island. I don't know if it was as popular as Love Boat was. When I watch a movie like that, I always like to do some history and find out how how successful was the Love Boat. Excuse me, the Fantasy Island on network television. Uh, I didn't do that this time. But let me ask you, Dags, in my short little hi- um, research, did you like Fantasy Island? You know, it wasn't one of my favorites. I, I appreciated uh, Ricardo Montalban. I love him. I love mm-hmm. him. I Every time I think of him, I in fact, the captain's chair where I record from is full of rich Corinthian leather, so I often stroke that. Do you wear, like, that white suit he always had? It is a powerful white suit. It was powerful. Mm-hmm. Hervé Villachez. The problem is your white suit is underwear and a T-shirt. <laughs> I love Hervé <laughs> oh, Villachez. Powerful. Oh, I miss them. Yeah. It, it it just brings back just a flood of memories thinking of uh, Fantasy Island. You know, it was it was it was uh part of our lives growing up. And then of course when I heard about the movie coming out, I'm tickled to death. I'm like, sweet, what what a what a great way to um recapture some of my my childhood. Even though I'm young, I uh, you know, I'm a young man, I, I watch some of that stuff in reruns, is what I mean. Um but um, so I was looking forward to it and, you know, Diggs, uh, the, one of the actors is Michael Pena and I'm a huge fan of Michael Pena. He actually plays Mr. Rourke. I mean, that's kind of the key. It was like, who are they going to, who are they going to put in as Mr. Rourke? Kind of an iconic figure. You can't just do that with anybody. And then when I saw it was him, I was like, mm, maybe. And then I went to the movie and I'm like, mm, sir, I knew Mr. Rourke. I worked with Mr. Rourke. You are no Mr. Rourke. Uh, and I like Michael Pena. He had a couple of great movies. Uh, End of Watch. I did a review on that, I think, several months back. That that was a good movie with him. And he was also uh, an FBI agent and shooter with Mark Wahlberg. Two great performances by him. So when I saw he was in it, though, I was like, oh, I don't know if that's the right guy or not. And I don't think he was. Um, this is done by Bloomhouse Productions, which usually has some pretty good horror films. But Dags, I hate to say it, I think they missed the mark in every way, shape, or form. And I don't normally come with that much of a scathing report when it comes to a movie because I always try to take something out of it. I thought this movie, in one word, horrible. I thought it was absolutely horrible. Um, Lucy Hale was in it. I saw her. She She's uh, from her famous Pretty Little Liars. Good looking eye candy. I mean, you can see why she'd be in it. Um, she also was in another movie done by the same production house called Truth or Dare. I did see that. I thought that movie was a shade better than Fantasy Island. But Truth or Dare didn't have the history behind it, um, you know, being an iconic uh, weekly series like like Fantasy Island did. I was really disappointed in Fantasy Island. Again, movies are subjective. I would suggest that The Flock still go. It's been out now for a couple of weeks. I don't think it scored well in Rotten Tomatoes, but I never use Rotten Tomatoes as a barometer because a lot of times I'm completely opposite of Rotten Tomatoes. And sometimes if I see they're really low in the ratings, I actually go because I'm, like I said, I totally have a, a completely different 
perspective on the movie. Um, Michael Rooker was in it. Um, from Walking Dead fame, Guardians of Galaxy, great actor. But in this, he was just kind of walking through the, the just going through the motions. I thought he, he didn't add much to the movie. He was actually kind of more bothersome. I thought in the movie than adding anything to it. It was a busy movie. I mean, as we know, Fantasy Island always had several plots. There was, um, I, I can't remember off the top of my head what some, but I mean, everybody, the, the whole idea behind Fantasy Island was you would fly to this remote island and you would create a fantasy that you've always wanted to do your entire life. Well, Mr. Rourke would make that fantasy come true for you for the two, three days. And then you would leave. And that's uh, what the series was based on. And they tried to give it a, a, they tried to turn it into a comedy slash horror slash drama. And it just got too busy and it just went off in all different directions. And I did not care for it, Diggs. Did they have a tattoo in there? They did, but it's at the very end. Um, he wasn't introduced until the very end. And come on, when we think of Fantasy Island, the plane, the plane. I mean, that's what you think of the first thing everybody says. Everybody thinks they're so funny. The plane, the plane. Yeah, yeah, we get it. Everybody else says that same thing too. Um, he wasn't introduced until the very end. And he wasn't, he was not a, um, can we say midget? Or do we have little to be person. Little person. You know who my okay. favorite little people are? The Lollipop Guild. God, they're powerful, aren't they? Can you imagine rolling with that gang? We represent the Lollipop Guild, the Lollipop Guild, the Lollipop Guild. God, I love them. You know, it took me years to realize they're actually saying guild. I thought they are saying kids. We represent the Lollipop Kids, the Lollipop Kids. I didn't realize it was guild. What the hell's guild, for God's sakes? But they were so in tune with each other's step. You know, it was like they were doing the goose step from back in the Nazi days. And they're like, whoa, they're little, but look at them marching. They kind of look scarier the way they were marching. Well, it was made know? in 1939. Wow. Do you think there's any connection? Did I just like expose something here? We find things that like like that here on this powerful podcast, Eggs. The most um, powerful podcast ever created. So anyways, uh, getting back to that wonderful movie review, I, I don't like to reveal too much. I just kind of gave you my thoughts, feelings. I'd love to hear somebody else. Uh, is it, uh, I mean, is it on an Island? Is it pretty much the same? Just new stories, new actors. I mean, what's yeah, different? The what's same, the same? The, the, the seaplane comes in and of course they have the panoramic views of the beautiful Island. And there was always that infamous waterfalls cascading down when, you know, that's how it opens up. Do they say smiles, and, everyone? Ah, oh gosh, that's the iconic. Yeah, I don't remember. Can you imagine working for Mr. Rourke? What a dick he must have been, though. Because you know, I mean, he's like smiles, everyone smiles. You know, like, I mean, what a fucking slave driver that asshole must have. Can you imagine? <laughs> no, Jesus Christ! And like, you, you know, know, the guys are at the bar making drinks. Like, oh fuck, here comes this old prick. <laughs> <laughs> this fucking yeah. white ass suit. Well, you know what I thought was funny too about Michael Pena? He's got more of a relaxed Vice Miami Vice type suit on. He does Mr. Rourke was more polished. It was, you know, it was a more fitted suit. Michael Pena reminds me a lot of me. Fat people just don't look good in in in, in dress clothes. 
And what I noticed, and I don't know if a lot of other people noticed about this, every time I saw him, you know, shirts sure untucked because he's too fat. We get that. I know why they do that. But he looked, his white uh, outfit was wrinkled. And I'm like, dude, Mr. Rourke didn't look like that. He was more polished. He was more put together. Oh, can you imagine Mr. Rourke coming in, getting his uh, fucking white suit from the dry cleaners, and he sees like a wrinkle on it, and he just fucking, and he just backhands the the poor person (laughs) and like blood's trickling down the side of their mouth. And then he says, and then he says, now smile, smile, everybody, smile. I'm smiling. Yeah. See, uh, that's what I would do. I would, I would, if you're going to take Fantasy Island, remember Fantasy Island had, you know, the love boat was all, you know, upbeat and happy and film before a live studio audience but love boat had a lot of dark themes in it you know you mean you mean fantasy island no i'm sorry fantasy island had a lot of dark themes it was really dark and mr rourke would get evil you know yeah he would almost become satanic and how he would operate and stuff like yeah and that that's what this is through and through um it's a busy discombobulated uh version and i i i just did not care for it i mean to take on a show like that you really you really got to be careful you know what i mean because like you said it's so iconic it's so good it's so ingrained in our fucking powerful pop culture to even tackle that that reminds me of you you brought up miami vice yeah what a horrible movie that was and i was so looking forward to it I mean, you think about Miami Vice. What, what do you think right away? You think of the, the you know, the cigarette boats, the eighties. Mm-hmm. They talk about white suits, the beautiful women, the mm-hmm. Jan Hammer, the theme song. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're gonna tackle that show, I mean, can you imagine how fucking awesome it would be? Though you just have mm-hmm. some new, uh, you know, some new synthwave eighties upbeat remix. Remix a song, I don't even care, you know, or use mm-hmm. the original. Have all the colors, all the bright pastel pinks and purples have you know the the beautiful women the beautiful man everything but they mm-hmm. they dropped the ball on that and that really pissed me off what is this Re- refresh my memory i don't remember the uh the remake of that how long are we talking did you want me to look up the date or not it was just a while you know a while back yeah i mean it was quite some time ago wasn't it yeah but my point is if you're going to remake some great iconic 80s movie right. i mean right. make it good Right. No, I see what you're saying, but it's all subjective too, isn't it or not? No, it's not. No one liked that movie. You don't think anybody in the world should, should we survey? Our survey says there was one person. No, I mean, trust and, me. I know I have my fingers on the pulse, the flock of Amish. That's why everyone loves us. And thank mm-hmm. you, flock of Amish. We really appreciate everyone that listens to this powerful podcast. Make sure you follow us on social media, on Twitter at Amish B machine, Instagram, Amish Baby Machine, like our Facebook page, subscribe to our YouTube channel. However you listen to podcasts, please leave a review. A five-star review is the most powerful, and it will unlock the secrets to the universe. Make sure you enjoy our merch. We have powerful merch. We're an indie podcast, and we really appreciate the support. We have t-shirts, hoodies, stickers, mugs, and it's all available on AmishBabyMachine.com. But no, yeah. trust me, it was a horrible movie. Was it? Yeah, I I can't chime in or can't chime out. I can't get in and I can't get out. Remember that crazy glass house? For some reason, that just popped into my mind. I love this program because we can just talk about just useless shit. And people are like, where did this guy it's just It's not take useless. This? It's powerful. It's beautiful. 
That's what, you know, people are, the coronavirus, you know, that's some heavy shit. No one wants to hear about that. They want to hear about powerful, happy things. I give out good vibes. If you follow me on Twitter at Amish B Machine, I'm constantly giving out good vibrations, powerful discussions like one of them was. You know, though, Dags, I just want to touch on that coronavirus real quickly, though, because they've been talking about the uh, H1V1, B1 bingo that we had about 2008. Remember that big scare? Swine flu. They said there was like a billion people affected by that, not killed, affected by that. The point is, this is small potatoes. Right now, we have, from the regular flu, 5,000 people that, that have died, and there's not a word about that. Now, now it's all about the coronavirus. The point is, it's not a pandemic. It's not. It's nothing we should, we, we definitely have to monitor but it's just getting way out of hand in terms of where people are just taking. Well, there's different ways to look at it. Does the flu crash the stock market? I mean, there's a a lot of stuff going on. It doesn't matter. Even if it's imagined, it's having a powerful ripple effect across the country, across the world. Mm -hmm. That's my point. And the flu, the flu is something that's always out there. And it always, it always affects, unfortunately, the elderly, the people with the suppressed immune systems, the children. But it's not the same thing comparing it. This is something that all of a sudden mysteriously came out of China. And now look at Italy. Italy is in big trouble. Um, the vice president of Iran has it now. I mean, it's, it's a big deal. And, and, and maybe it's hyped up. Maybe it's manufactured. Who knows? But my point is, it, it is a big deal. Well, I think anytime you have a virus that we have no clue where it came from, that is a big deal. All I'm saying is there's been other viruses as, 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 that have done way more damage at this, that, that H1, B1, V1, C1, or whatever it was, that rapidly moved within a month. This thing is at a slower pace. Now, grant you, maybe because they responded much quicker, but um, are you one of those doomsdayers? You're going to go load, load up on toilet paper dags? Doomsday preppers? Yeah. Did you, you get, get ready for this? Did you get your paracord bracelet? Um, you know what? I've got a Japanese love bead. I think will work just fine. I'll just take the the bead. Oh, I'm sorry. Sometimes I get carried away. I'm sorry about that. Um, I'll be fine, Diggs. Don't worry about me. So, is your family preppers, or do you do you have a root cellar where you store all your roots? No, we. You know that reminds me. You took me back to a kid when you were saying roots and root cellar. When I was a kid, we, I don't know why even we have these cool things like we did back when I was a kid, but we had a, a root cellar um, where we would keep the canned goods and stuff. And, and every one of us had to take turns. My mom, we all tried to avoid her phone call because it always came about four o'clock because she worked. And all she was trying to do was feed the family and she'd stop one of us. She'd pick up, but she knew you were in trouble. Say, what are you doing? You're like, nothing. Can you grab the pork chops and put them in at 350 and then go down to the fruit cellar? grab about six good potatoes, put those in. But the fruit cellar wasn't a place you really wanted to go into. It was dirty. It was dark. There was cobwebs. Um, it was, um, you didn't want to be the one to go to the fruit cellar. And uh, sorry, I'm sharing a childhood story. Thanks. Are you tearing up? No, just, uh, just a very touching time in my life. But anywho, but you I didn't would. really actually ever do that. You had your sisters do it. I wish I did. I had four sisters. Uh, my old trick was, oh, my mom from time to time would try to get me to do the um, 
dishes because she wanted to teach me what it was like. Well, I would I would purposely like drop them and stuff and bang them around. Oh no no no, you leave. Go ahead. No, we can't have this. Get your sisters back in here. Oh, why, mom? What's the matter? No, just go. Get out of here. <laughs> wow. You know, I had, yeah, I had a trick for everything. So you've been lazy your whole life. Now no, let no, me no, ask I you this. A, we, we, yes, yes, yes. The coronavirus is affecting Diet Coke. And what are your thoughts on that? I know I saw that. Um, you know, if you read the it's you know, it makes great for the media attention, but if you actually read that article, they said they have other areas that they can get that. What happens is China supposedly, I didn't realize how much comes from China. It's like, man. Um, but the sweeteners actually all come from China. So they're fearful that their pot, their stockpile of, uh, of NutraSweets or whatever they use in that aspartame, um, that rotten shit poison that we put into ourselves comes from China figures. And so they're worried that it'll disrupt the supplies. But then they also said it'll take a long time before we get to that point. Uh, that would be a pandemic, dude, if we couldn't get the Diet Coke. Because I roll one Diet Coke approximately at 1030 every morning. That is more closely related to a pandemic, in my estimation. Well, if there's any good news out of this, I I look forward to all that artificial sugar being destroyed. It's not good for you. It doesn't taste good. Pure cane sugar from Hawaii. Why can't they do that? Why can't we just put real sugar? I know, I know it's, it causes fat and calories. How much, come on, a pop is 12 ounces. How much sugar is in there that's really going to make us that fat? I mean, we're already eating at Popeye's and stuff. Well, everyone, well, you know, everyone now they get the Mexican Coke. Why is that? Because it has real sugar. There you go. Yeah, the high fructose corn syrup. That whole deal. Let's bring back the sugar. Even give me the, the corn syrup, too. I mean, just this aspartame. My God. I think that's what started the coronavirus was aspartame, if you look deep into it. You know, I was thinking about uh, snacks and such. I was at the grocery store. The shelves are empty due to the COVID-19. But I was looking at uh, pretzel pieces. Isn't that brilliant? Mm-hmm. So they, they're making pretzels and they bust up a bunch of shit and it all falls, falls on the floor. They're like, what are we going to do with all this shit on the floor? I get, I got an idea. We'll put it in a bag and call it pretzel pieces. Brilliant. Now, I, okay, I thought you were going with that flat pretzel. I didn't know there was pretzel pieces. Brilliant. How often do you well, go to the grocery You never go to the grocery store, do you? No, that's does, a cool thing. Does a convenience store count as that? Sure. You don't have a curious mind. You don't wonder about things. You just go right in and get what you normally get, correct? There's things that I hate doing in this world. Stopping for gas is one of them because it costs you money and it wastes time. If I go into a store, I I like to streamline. I don't need the big box store because I don't want one million of the other items offered. I know exactly what I want. I walk exactly to the point where I want to get it. I grab it and I walk on out of there. Okay. Well, maybe it's if you kind of, walked around, you'd burn more calories. It's kind of like days like, like, um, cable TV. Well, we have 300 different channels. You don't need 300 channels. We watch one. That's what these big box stores are. Well, we've got a million versions of paprika. I don't need a million of paprika. Just give me the one. I'll take it and I'll leave here. In fact, so they don't have a million versions though. They just have bulk. They just have big containers of it. Oh, so that would be a great place to sell you because you're bulk. You're just big and bulky. I know. I'm powerful. Yeah. Bulky. Strapping. Bulky sexy. Yeah. God, if you were within reaching distance, I'd strangle the piss out of you. God. No, bring it. <laughs> no, you're you know sitting what? in your truck. <laughs> uh, no, I, I sampled a couple uh, 
powerful sandwiches, new ones. Oh wow! New you've to me. A, new to me. You've been on. You've been on this eating binge. What's yes. going on, dude? I'm bulking up. Eat? I'm bulking up for the summer. You know how much I love food. Talk to me about it. Arby's brisket, bacon, beef, and cheddar. This sandwich contains brisket, roast beef, and bacon, with a cheddar cheese sauce and a red ranch on a classic onion roll. But it didn't have potatoes. I didn't like the potatoes. Don't go with that. Please don't go with that line. Tell me about it, though. That sounds yeah, good. Shut up. Man, a man, that sounds like a man meal there. So it's, do you like the onion rolls? Um, I don't prefer them on the, the rolls that you have around your stomach, if that's what you refer. Oh, onion roll. No, I don't. I don't like the onion. No, I don't. Do you like a Kaiser Wilhelm roll? You know, it, it depends what's, it depends what it's served with. So I would say maybe. Do you like a sesame seed bun? Robert Ducky, you're the one. You just reminded me of that song, Ernie. When I tickle you, we have some fun, Bert. Um, well, yeah, sometimes. Again, it's, it's all dependent upon what I'm eating at the So what kind of roll bun do you like? Well, it depends, Diggs. What, well, then what, pick I mean, one. A, a Hawaiian, um, a, a, a regular plain one, a pretzel. It depends. Everything is there. There's a reason for all these things. It depends what food you put on it. So this is the brisket, bacon, beef, and cheddar. They have a red ranch sauce. Have you enjoyed Arby's and have you experienced the red sauce they put on it? Well, is it the same as the other red sauce that they use? Don't they put red sauce in everything? No, they do not. So you don't go to Arby's very much. So the problem I had with this, it's bacon, brisket, and beef, cheddar cheese sauce. So first off, if you have cheddar cheese on something, would you add ranch to that? No. Exactly. And they no. hide the ranch. It's this red ranch sauce that doesn't mm-hmm. taste barbecue-y or it doesn't taste ranchy. It's it, I don't like it. And it's on the bottom bun. They hide it on the bottom bun. Mm-hmm. And it, that's to me, that's deceptive, isn't it? Because mm-hmm. you don't mm-hmm. even know the sauce is on there. It's hidden on the bottom bun. Mm-hmm. And what, what it does, it soaks into the bun rendering the bottom bun useless. I hate that. I, 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 when you put in a, in a, in a accoutrement or whatever you call the damn things, ketchup and all that stuff. Condom mint. Condom. When you put mint. the condom on, um, make sure you unroll it from its pack. Or I'm sorry. Um, when you put the condiment on, um, put, put it on the meat. Don't put it on the bun. I agree with you wholeheartedly there. It soggies your bun. I don't like a soggy bun. We talked about buns last Last week, I'm not going to get into that now. But well, let's get the- into it. But I'm going to tell you about the onion bun. What I don't like about it, it has the shrapnel that falls off. Yeah, all those little onion chippy pieces. Yeah, they're always and- falling off. And when you're sitting in the lazy boy, mm-hmm. and, and you just you get up and you're just spraying the whole room full of onion shrapnel when you get up. Mm-hmm. So this had bacon. Well, first of all, the bacon was rubbery. So bacon has to be crisp, correct? Absolutely. It has to be as, and straight out like a, like a, like a log. Yes. It has to be crisp, straight. The problem is the, the assembly of these, like I talked about earlier, you didn't know what I was talking about on an earlier episode, but if you go and get a hamburger, a lot of times they let it sit there and the bun gets soggy from the juices of the meat. Uh So this thing you have, the bottom bun is soaked with the red ranch sauce. You have the cheddar cheese on there, and then you have this bacon. It was a limp bacon. So if you're going to add bacon, that would be the last step you do. 
Mm-hmm. The problem is I know it's fast food and it's all thrown together and everything, but you would put the crispy bacon on last, eat it. Do you remember the McDLT? I, I do not. The McDLT, the theory was they kept the cold things cold and the hot things hot. And then you you would get it home and you would assemble it. Ah, you know, I do vaguely remember that. Yes. It was way too complicated for the average person, way too complicated for the average worker. But it was brilliant, if you really think about it. Mm-hmm. So you would, you know, it sounds like some of the Japanese would have, because they always have cool high-tech stuff and high-tech foods. Mm-hmm. I saw the Japanese have mayonnaise slices. Isn't that brilliant? Mayonnaise slices. So wow. it was a slice, and then you would put it together, and it would activate and just turn it into mayonnaise. Hmm. They also have cool self-heating beverages that I think are fantastic. Mm-hmm. Like you'd get a cup of cocoa. And then chemically, you'd activate it and would heat it up. Isn't that cool? Yeah, I th- you know I'm thinking too. I you know what I had yesterday, Diggs. Do you like um, sushi? I will eat sushi. It's nothing I will go out of my way for. Mm-hmm. I had some uh, California rolls and sushi yesterday, and I just kind of do you wait? Do you even want to know what you're eating? People look at it like, oh, I wonder what that is, and you're kind of, you know what? I better not know because that's already I've eaten it and I've put it in my mouth it's, be- it's just best you don't know what it well, there's is I think. california rolls just uh veggies and rice i understand that digs but please what about the sushi that's not that's like octopusy and mm. all that so stuff. you don't eat that okay well i don't know i just eat it and shut up you don't ask when you eat sushi you don't say what is that one i mean is there is there a good one uh, this one octopus. What about this one? Uh, this one squid. No, d- d- uh, you just eat. You don't ask, you know, and uh, that's when you get into trouble. Yeah, but what if you like it? You won't know next time what to get. You know, you just eat. And you just shut up is the way I look at it. And I, I eat because I'm hungry. I don't need to feel and good. And why don't you ever have pleasure in your life? You're very boring. I mean, you do the same things over and over again. You need to wonder. You need to have a, a wondering, creative, powerful mind like me. That's why I give out I give out my energy. Right, hey, yo, right now, hold on, hold on. Everyone <laughs> listening, put their hands out. Yes. Put their hands out. And I'm transferring my powerful energy to you, my vibrations. This whole universe is saturated with vibrations. Right now, close your eyes, put your hands out. There. Done. Powerful, good vibrations have been transmitted from my powerful person. Now back to the review. So at a bacon, the bacon was rubbery. The brisket, it's not flavorful. It's almost like they have that fake smoke line. They always talk about they smoke at 13 hours. Yeah. And then they have their rubbery roast beef. Yeah. So this sandwich yeah. was a fail. Mm. Yeah, it's disappointing because Arby's usually put some pretty good stuff together. They I do. Go there, they have that, those Euros. There was actually two for six bucks, I think. Um, and they, one thing Arby's have never been accused of is not putting enough meat into their sandwiches and you know you go there get their basic uh, arby's roast beef cheddar that thing good man i eat that all i love that thing that's some good eating there when you go to arby's yeah and that's a man meal you know what i mean it's not for little lady you go in there you're hungry you say ah give it to me so i'm shocked you didn't like this this big version of the i I like what i do like about arby's is they try new things i really Mm -hmm. appreciate that because you look at like mcdonald's how you know or something like that it's always the same thing. I I appreciate the effort. Brisket, bacon, beef, and cheddar. One out of five buggy wheels. Mm, wow. That's pretty low on the, the old dag scale there. Yes. You know, I, I think know. there's too much going on. The ranch, 
the red ranch, cheddar cheese sauce, bacon, brisket, roast beef, too much. They, they did have a delicious sandwich called the Santa Fe. Mm-hmm. If they bring that back, that thing was fantastic. Now, one, one thing synonymous, though, with Arby's is cost. That sandwich had a roll in around night. They always hammer you, though. They Arby's, Arby's nails you on the cost. You're yeah, right. how much? I hate to even ask, but how much was that sandwich? I honestly don't know because I got the, I get the potato cakes and, you know, everything. I'm sure it was well over 12 bucks for some combo meal. Okay. Yeah, because that's one thing about Arby's. If you have like three crumple up dollars in your pocket, that's where you determine where you go. That's a McDonald's run. If you if you're sporting a twenty, you can you can jump up and go to Arby's. No, you know, I think because- if you only have three crumpled up dollars, what you do is you go to Taco Bell. Fantastic on Tuesday. On Tuesday, Ta- Taco Bell, fantastic. You can get three bucks for two forty nine. You can get a delicious chili cheese burrito. I recommend mm-hmm. those. Fantastic. Two forty nine. What day of the week? What day of the week? Every day. Oh, go okay. to two forty nine, and it's a big. Cheese and you know, chili, beautiful. Five layer burrito is about two forty nine. Also, yeah, because we've all learned about the great Taco Tuesday and how great of a day Taco Tuesday can be. But man, it pays for a messy Wednesday. It's no, but what what, what can you get for two forty nine at any other fast food restaurant that's you know going to fill you up like that? I mean, Taco Bell, all in all, is you know it used to be like Arby's was the top one, and now Arby's. I don't know. I, I got to say, maybe Taco Bell is my go-to now. Wow. So you're switching out Taco Bell from Arby's? Yeah, Arby's is, like you said, it's too expensive. And uh, I don't know. Yeah. But so, but wait a minute. You appreciate all their hard work and effort. You're just going to diss on them like that? I mean, you said, I love the way they change the menu. That's it? I no, guess I, I'm just much. saying. I'm just saying if you want to go money-wise. Oh God, honest to God, if you were within reach, dude. Um, anyway, Diggs, thank you for that very provocative. I got one more though. Oh man, what? Tell me. I'm this is Taco what? Bell where they failed. Two okay. sandwiches, two failures today on the Amish Baby Machine Pop Culture Podcast, the most powerful podcast ever created. The Buffalo Chicken Nacho Fries Burrito at Taco Bell. This features Buffalo Chicken. They're nacho fries, all rolled up in a burrito. Now, let me ask you this. Do you like buffalo chicken? Do you like the... hate it. Okay. So imagine it's that flavor with the nacho... Have you had their nacho fries? I have not. So it's buffalo chicken, nacho fries in a burrito. Horrible. One out of five buggy wheels. Yeah, I mean, just just picking that picture. But I I like everything. But together, mm-hmm. it was a fail. Mm-hmm. Too much going on. The spiciness of the buffalo chicken sauce overpowered everything. So you didn't, the fries, anytime you're going to put a fries in something like that, what's going to happen? It's going to get soggy. Mm-hmm. But I appreciate the effort on that. But the buffalo chicken nacho fries burrito is a no-go. Well, isn't there a deal? I think uh, my some of my team found there's going to be a French fry burger at Burger King where they just take fries. Yes. I mean, I mean, how lazy are we getting? That's you know, brilliant. Like, isn't it? Uh, fries. What, what else can we do? Nothing, Put just put some fries on it. Yeah. That reminds me of the pretzel pieces. I mean, they were literally sweeping the stuff on the floor and now they put it into a bag. It's brilliant. I know, but I mean, you talk about, 
Arby's does such a wonderful job with research and development on, on having the, the perfect sandwich. And then Burger King just says, ah, fuck it. Throw some fries on it. We'll just serve it to him. How much do you think we can get fish, Bob? Ah, three bucks. Just give it to him, you know? And, and then people are like, oh, God, did you see what they did at Burger King? French fries on the butt. Well, that's it. Yeah, but it's awesome, you know? Um, Burger King will win the award for probably the laziest fast food restaurant there is, I would think. So do you think it's because it's two carbohydrates together? I just think because it's fat Americans and they're, you know, Arby's tries to put some thought into it, but Burger King knows they're, they're like, you know what? Americans are such fat fucks. They want fries. Let's just put it in a bun and call it good. And, uh, people love it. You know, I'll tell I, you I two, think- I'll tell you two carbohydrates that go wonderful together. This is a life hack pro tip from the Amish baby machine pop culture podcast, the most powerful and influential podcast ever created. I'm going to start adding that, that we're the most powerful. We're influencers. Yes, we are powerful influencers. Uh In Uh fact, I should be a consultant for fast food. Uh But anyway, the, my, my hack, my, when you're making spaghetti, Uh two things, fry it in a pan. Have you done that before? Fry the spaghetti. You're talking about the next day. So it's refried. Yes. Refried spaghetti. Okay. I have never tried re I have tried your refried pizza, but I have not tried refried spaghetti. Yeah, I don't know if I like that. I don't know if I can buy into that one. But you've never had it. See, that's the problem. You need to experience yeah. things. You you have your boring mundane life. You do the one thing. You don't detour from life. Take a detour. Take a chance. Serendipity. Do you know what that word means? No, you don't. But anyway, be serendipitous. Enjoy something. Wonder about things. But anyway, so you take your spaghetti the next day you fry it in a pan. Mm-hmm. Then you take the fried spaghetti and you put it between two pieces of bread. You mm. have a fried spaghetti sandwich. God, Fantastic. You would, you would fit in so perfectly with the rest of them at Burger King. I mean, there's just like no thought of that. That's like going to the refrigerator. I'm too lazy. What, what do we have? Any, obviously, you're never in your fridge much because you just review sandwiches constantly. Do you ever even cook spaghetti, dude, or what? I mean, where are you getting spaghetti I'm an from? expert just, at Italian cooking. So another hack, you want another hack? Couple, I'll wow. give you a couple other ones on how to make spaghetti. Okay. Whatever sauce you're using, put a little, little, uh, gorgonzola cheese in there. Oh, that's really stepping out of the limb. Little cheese and some spaghetti sauce. What else do you got hack? Now, another thing is when you, before you, when you toss your pasta, put butter in there, mix some butter in and then put the sauce on. Brilliant. Hey, um, I got a, Story here, I think, is kind of interesting. Everybody's a fan. Do you ever watch Shark Tank? I love that show. Oh, I love it. Who's your favorite character on Shark Tank? Well, it's funny because everybody wants to hook up with uh, Cuban. Is probably the most popular of all of them. Oh, is he? Uh, oh, he's the worst. What do you mean by worst? Well, if you're going to pick your favorites on there, it would not be Mr. You don't Cuban. like Mark Cuban? No. What's his real name, anyway? That's Mark Cuban. No, that's a nom de plume, a nom de TV. I wonder what his real name is. I should look it up. I don't know what you're saying, dude. It's very it's well known. It's a character known. name. His name is not Mark Cuban. So go ahead. I'll okay. look it up. Okay. Well, so you're trying to tell me Barbara Cochran and Mr. Wonderful. Mr. Wonderful's name is Mr. Wonderful. That's how they roll on that show. Sweet. Um, anyway, you know, you think of everybody knows Shark Tank or maybe they don't, but uh, people pitch their inventions or, or marketing plans in order to, to get one of these sharks to join them and fund their, their lifelong dream. Some people are actually in tears on the program because I just wanted this so bad. I don't care if it doesn't make us any money. I just wanted it. It's like, dude, it's like no thought. It's like 
dang spaghetti burger. It's just not going to go anywhere. But so usually shark tanks are pretty shrewd individuals. Well, Barbara Cochran, she's the one uh, short haired gal, probably about 60. I would think she is. She lost nearly 400,000 bucks in an elaborate email scam that tricked her entire staff. Um, let me tell you about this, Dags, because I find it interesting that multimillionaires um, can lose money in a scam like this because we're always getting hammered with that email chain that says that there's a prince in Dubai that has 35 million, but they've picked me, hand selected me to give me their 35 million only so they could give them back, but feel free to take 5 million. You know what I'm talking about? Have you ever had yes, that email? Yes, the Nigerian prince, yes. Thank you. Well, Cochran said somebody acting as her assistant sent an invoice to her bookkeeper earlier in the week for a renovation payment. She told people, and if they're telling people, you know, this stuff is true, she had no reason to be suspicious about the email because she invests in real estate, so the bookkeeper wired $388,000 to the email address. The problem was that the email address didn't belong to her assistant. The scammer in t uh imitated her assistant's email address and misspelled it with one letter. The mistake wasn't caught until the bookkeeper emailed the assistant's correct address for a follow-up. Cochran said the scammer has disappeared and she acknowledged that she won't be getting her money back. Um, $400,000, Barbara Cochran, one of the stars on Shark Tank, gets duped. Wow. That's a lot that's a lot of jing digs. Do you know how many of your spaghetti sandwiches of one could buy? God, I love spaghetti sandwiches. Try that out. Refry your spaghetti, your bread of choice. I think it's time for me to go so I can I do have spaghetti in the freezer or refrigerator. I'm gonna grab it and I'm gonna do uh the digs. I'm gonna call it the dig sandwich. Chabensky is his real name. And I got to see what, uh, I got a, uh, email that, uh, plane fares to Wuhan, China are going pretty cheap. I want to see if I can get yeah. there. Let's yeah. say China. Mark, uh, Mark Cuban's real name is Chabensky. I love Chabensky. It sounds like something out of, uh, Star Wars, like a drone Chabensky. Oh, Diggs, what am I going to do with you? I always check in on things that I tell. When I say it's the law, when I tell you something, it's a law. Don't, don't check. It's no, there's a lot of fake fact, news. I wonder what you see through your eyes. Well, you know, your eyes are not they should see have, because they should have like a VR, like virtual reality of yeah, Johnny Rage's well, mind. Like, you what know, do you you're see? Not, you're not going to see anything out of your eyes because they're going to be, um, they're going to be close shut from me beating the shit out of you. Okay. Like Rocky, cut it open. I can't see. I, God, I just want to, oh, fuck, man. Do it. I, I'm just so, do I'm it. So <laughs> do it, you uh, keyboard warrior sitting in your oh, little truck. Oh, man. You can't do shit because I am yeah, the most yeah. powerful and influential podcaster ever created. Dags, there's a text here from your mom. How come you're not answering and she needs you to go feed the cat? So I'm going to leave you on that. Bruh. Okay. <laughs> powerful. We want to thank everyone that listened to this powerful episode tonight. We just ask you one thing. Please tell a friend about this powerful podcast. Please go on your social medias, share, like, everything we do. Please review this powerful podcast. And until next time, you've just enjoyed the Amish Baby Machine Pop Culture Podcast. Thank you for listening to the Amish Baby Machine Pop Culture Podcast. It is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and everywhere else fine podcasts are found. Please support our podcast through Patreon and shop our merch at AmishBabyMachine.com. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. This has been an Amish Baby Machine production.